pray and believe God to speak through us this morning. Amen. So we pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you that you are a good, good Father. We thank you that no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, your grace is sufficient and your grace is enough for us. So we just want to thank you this morning. We just want to say, Father, we appreciate that your grace is enough for us. We pray that even as we, we, we speak this morning, that it will be you who will be speaking this morning and we will hear your voice this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning I'll be sharing with you a message I've titled, Doing 2020 or Doing the Year 2020. During the year 2020. How many of us feel the excitement that comes with a new year? For every new year, it seems like there's something special. Like, I don't know, for me, I feel like it's a new year for, for some reason. I just feel this, this excitement. And how many of us have also wondered why this excitement? Why? this freshness? Why do we feel like there's something different going to happen in a, in, a, in a new year? I spent a few days during the Christmas period kind of thinking, why, why am I feeling excited about 2020? What's there in 2020 that, not, not just 2020, but even 2019, why did I feel excited in 2018 about 2019? Was it about a new year that makes me uh, excited. And I asked myself a few questions. I, I, I kind of, I was just uh, thinking to myself that for some of us, the mortgage payments do not change just because it's, it's a, a new year. The road to pack and save doesn't change because it's a new year. My car doesn't become fuel efficient just because it's a new year. And for all the want I want to lose as much weight, I don't lose weight just because it's a new year. Probably I've, I've gained a few stones from all the nice, from all, from all the nice Christmas food. So what is it about a new year that makes us so excited, that makes us all kind of having this hype all about a new year? So see, the, the, the truth is that for some of us, it feels like a fresh start. For others, it feels like the time to try something new. Like there's this popular thing now on, they're called vegan, veganuary. Yes, yeah, so where in uh, January you eat only plant-based, plant-based food. Yeah. For 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 some of us, it's also a time to learn something like martial arts for self-defense or something like that. For some people, it will be a time to take more time to do something new or to go back to a good old hobby that you've probably left behind because of... What, what I, 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 I find is that for almost every single person I talk to, a new year kind of... They, people want to set new goals, want to do something new, want to do something fresh. But while all these things are good and I, I believe they are wonderful, I think it's also more important to know and understand which season we are and what God will have us do and learn in the new year. 
I strongly believe that God is doing something new in each year, and we need to be in tune with his spirit to see and enjoy the blessings of the new year. So how do we do 2020? How do we position ourselves to receive and achieve what God has set before us in 2020? As I said before, 2020 is going to be a very good year. Our first point this morning is remember God's faithfulness. How do we position ourselves to, act, to see the goodness in 2020? First point is remember God's faithfulness. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, we read about a young guy called David. I'm sure you might have heard uh, about this guy somewhere in the Bible. He was the youngest son of a man called uh, Jesse. So the first time this guy was actually mentioned in the Bible, he, he was actually forgotten about. The first time we heard the name David was when the priest Samuel had gone to his house to anoint a king. So, so David had basically been in the, I'll say, I wouldn't say desert, I'll say just in the bush taking care of his dust sheep. And when the priest had come to his house to anoint somebody to be a king, his dad had totally forgotten about him. So the priest asked him, Is, are these your only children? And then he said, oh, there's one other guy somewhere in the bush taking care of my sheep, but I've totally forgotten about him. So this is how he was, he was introduced. The first time his name, was, his name was mentioned. So one day after all this had happened, one day David was was asked to go and give, I'll just call it a pizza to his brothers. So David had bought uh, this, uh, my favorite pizza, what's it called? Uh, pizza Hut. So he had bought probably uh, cheesy garlic. Yes, my wife knows what, what I like. So he bought this pizza and was going to give to his, his brothers. And he came across this guy called uh, Goliath. And this guy was literally defying the armies of, 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 of Israel. He was saying all the things that you can imagine. And then he, he said, who is, who, is, who is this guy? The story goes on to talk about how he asked about uh, he asked about the reward for, for what would happen if, if, if he was able, able to defeat the guy. And the king said, why do you think that you can actually defeat this guy? Give us your CV. What's your CV? What have you done before? What, what makes you confident that a young guy in your 16s, why do you think you can beat this giant who is well-trained, and has been defying us for all this time. David was asked, give us your CV. Show us your 
certificate of qualification? What makes you qualified? What have you achieved before that makes you confident that you can actually kill, kill, kill this guy? Then David had to remember God's faithfulness during the time he was in the bush taking care of his dust sheep. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 36 to 37 reads, David told the king, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw and of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. You see, when David was remembering, when David had a chance to give his CV, David could have just remembered the pain. Imagine being in the bush taking care of your dad's sheep and your dad had totally forgotten about you when there was an opportunity to be anointed as king. David could have just said, why didn't my dad remember me during the time, the time where, when, 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 when there was an opportunity for me to be anointed as king? David was in the wilderness taking care of his family sheep, but his family had totally forgotten about him. Yet David was mindful to remember how God showed up and gave him the grace to defeat the lion, and the bear. David did not present a CV of his worries and his, uh, and, his, and his defeat. He did not present a CV of pain and bitterness against his family. He chose to remember the faithfulness of God. I believe as we start in this new year, there will be circumstances and there will be opportunities for us to either choose to remember the pains of 2019, 2018, and, and beyond, or to remember the good things that happened to us in 2018, 2019, and to say, if God did it at that time, if God showed me grace at that time, if God was able to deliver me from my troubles at that time, he's able to as the Bible says, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we, we ask or think. Sorry. <clears throat> we, when we are faced with such circumstances, instead of going into a place of blaming everybody and telling everybody how bad things are and how, how down we feel, we have a choice to praise our God and to lift him up above Every situ- uh, above the situation we see before us. I encourage you this morning, remember God's faithfulness and how he delivered you in the past. Our second point this morning is to be open to the new or the unusual. And mostly for all of us, changes, changes, a big thing. Personally, I'm, I like a particular routine. Anything that comes 
any new thing that comes around my routine, I, I, I just feel so uncomfortable. I, I start thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Probably I just need to drop somebody or pick up somebody and then, yeah, somebody. And, <laughs> and, and I just feel like, oh, I, I, I need to break my routine to be able to do this new thing. And we all feel uncomfortable. David knew how to kill lions and bears in the desert or in the bush. As we read from First Samuel chapter 17, verse 34 to 35. says, but David said to the king, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its, its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. So David was, was well-trained, was well-equipped in how to take a bear or a lion by its hair and kill it, which probably I, I am yet to meet anybody who can do that in our time. The first thing I would do when I see a lion is probably go through this door or some other door. So David knew how he was, he was used to, oh, lion, I can't kill it. Oh, bear, come on, bear, come, let me kill you. So David was confident in his skill of killing lions and, and uh, bears. But this time, David was going to face Goliath, a man, not just a man, a, a giant. The Bible says he was over nine, nine foot tall, was it? Nine feet, nine foot, foot feet, yeah, something. So he was, he was a giant. So imagine David going close to Goliath. I'm going to treat you the same way as I treated the bear and the lion. I'm just going to hug you and try and kill you. Or I'm just going to hold you by your hair. I'm going to hold you by, 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 by your head or by your leg and, and try and kill you. Some of us might have already said this year, planning the new things we want to do, the, the, the new desires God has put on our heart. But we are also looking at how we did it last year. And we are also looking at how we did it last two years. And we are counting on our own past experience and our own understanding of how things are supposed to be done. And we are approaching 2020 with the same idea. Okay, I did it last year. It might have worked, but then be open to something new. Do you, do you, do you want to get the opportunity to, to speak to God about it? God, what, do you want, what would you have me do in 2020? And how would you ha- have, have me do the same thing that you've put on my heart in 2020? David was open to what God would have him do this time. He remembered how he killed the bear and the lion, but he was also willing, and I believe sensitive to what ammunition and how he had to kill uh, Goliath. It sounds a bit strange saying kill, kill in church, right? Like somebody killing somebody, yeah. Okay, so let's, let's take a, a quick look at what 
actually David did. What David was doing, going to a fight with a sling, uh, a sling and five smooth stones. So there's this giant, big guy, well-trained with probably a sword and a shield and all those things. And this 16-year-old guy approaches this man with stones. And I, I mean, I, I just can imagine the picture and it, 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 it seems so, so silly. Like, why, why, why would a young boy come to me? I mean, try, he's, he's attempting to kill me with stones. Like, I think it's, it was, it, you can compare it to trying to log on to your Facebook with a, a, a typewriter or trying to race a very fast car with a horse. You know, at, at the time, King Saul had already given David his, his whole, uh, what's it called, uh, armor. And he said, no. So he going before a man, a giant, with a sling and a stone, probably felt this guy is surely going to be killed. Going before a trained man with just a stone and, and a sling. An interesting thing I found was that David, even though David was opposed to the idea of wearing the king's uh, the king's, uh, what's it called? Uh, the king's uniform, or yeah, armor. He still tried it. He still gave it a try. And when the king saw the way that this guy was walking very slowly, the king probably in his mind said, "Oh, this guy is just gonna be killed." So he tried it, and then told the king, "No, I cannot wear this." I believe in 2020 would have an opportunity, some opportunities to say yes or no to some people. And I believe that how we say yes or no would make a very, I mean, a big difference. You, you can say no, but you can say it in a very nice way that the person doesn't feel offended. And in the, in the same way, when, when David had tried to wear what the king gave him, the king could understand why David felt uncomfortable because he had at least given it a, a try. And I believe whilst he approached the giant Goliath, and as some of us might be approaching this year, thinking, how do I do this new thing that God has put on my heart? How do I achieve this thing that God is asking me to do? Maybe it might feel a bit new, it might feel a bit unusual, and you are wondering how do I do this? How do I achieve this? And I just believe God telling some of us this morning that we should just trust and obey. Just trust and obey that 
I am God, I know what I'm doing. I've got you, do not worry. If and only you would listen to me, I would take you through this process and I'll do what I would, I'll, I'll teach you what I would want you to do in this, in this new year. Sometimes God will lead us into unfamiliar territories to achieve the same outcomes or even extraordinary uh, outcomes. Our third point this morning is give it your best shot. Give it your best shot. David had picked up five stones with his sling. Goliath was underestimating him. But at the same time, David had in his mind, every stone that I sling would be the best that I can do. Probably I will improve on every single attempt that I make. And we see in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 49, it says, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. This shows the intensity, the effort that he put in, how much weight he, he had put in just even the first, first attempt. David had used the, the, the same weapon that seemed silly, that seemed irrelevant to achieve what the whole army of Israel could not achieve. David had just killed the giants that had been defying the armies of God for so many days. In this year, I believe that if we trust the process and believe in what God has called us to do this year, we will do the impossible. We will do that which people have always told us that this cannot be done. For some of us, 2020 might be like, might be just like this barbell in the gym. And this same device we see on the, on the screen can be used for a chest workout, a leg workout, shoulder workout, back workout, full body workout, among others. In the same vein, I believe God will use this year to teach and grow us in different aspects of our, of our lives. For some of us, it will be our Bible studies time. For some of us, it will be our marriage. For some of us, it will be our family life. Some of us, it will be our commitment to God's church. For some of us, it will be probably as simple as finding a balance between all the things that you do. And for some of us, it, will, it could also be our finances. The attempting thing is to see what is happening in your neighbor's life and ignoring what is happening in your own life. 
even though it might look similar, it might look different, it might look more attractive on the other side, I believe that this year you would have to rely on God to work on you as an individual, as a family, as you, and not just by comparing yourself to what is happening in this other person's life. And the, the, the truth of this whole thing is that you cannot know and appreciate what God is doing in your life if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have that connection with the Son of God. 